There's a cry across the heartland, a yearning for the days gone by. And in little old Corden, Indiana, they're happy and they'll tell you why. They got butt drugs, they love butt drugs, ba butt drugs, ba butt drugs. I recommend butt drugs for everybody. I can always count on butt drugs. When I think drugs, I think butt drugs. For all my health needs, I turn to butt drugs. You want hometown service and cheap hot coffee and liquor. Now that's the ticket. John Deere Classic, another birdie fest. Get ready. Cut line, breaking it down. Grab your tractors and lawnmowers as the cut line takes you to the heart of the Midwest for the John Deere Classic. The scoring will continue this weekend. I am itching to look ahead to the Open Championship. But as anxious as we are to take a trip across the pond, we are looking at a tournament somewhere in the middle of America. But first, hello Canada, hello Australia, hello USA, and hello UK. As always, the cut line is dedicated to providing you the best PGA DFS analysis in the industry. Plus, we have a pretty good fucking time doing it. New listeners can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you like what you're hearing, please do not hesitate to give us some positive feedback. I'm Mike Cavalunas at Lunas on Twitter, looking forward to breaking down the John Deere Classic. But sadly, I had an awful DFS last week. But that is the name of the game. You win some, you lose some, but as long as you're still a high-flying limo riding Rolex-wearing son of a gun, there's always this week's opportunity for a big win. Sorry that we're getting out the, the John Deere Classic recording late. Zach and I just couldn't get our schedule straight, but better late than never. And as always, I can't do this alone. This show is impossible to do by itself. The Myth, The Majesty, The Wizard, The Maestro, The 6K Range, Mulligan Manafort, Zero Iron Zack, The 6K Slayer, Mr. Guarantee himself, Zack Manafort. You can find Zack at EaglesFan83 on Twitter. Zack, how do you do this evening, sir? First, you can do the show by yourself because you did an amazing job on it a couple about a month and a half ago when you had to roll solo. So you can do it. Because you crushed it. But I'm going to have to go off my normal script here. I am not fantastic this week. I have been a traveling man all over the continental U.S., which played into our not getting our pod out early because I was dead to the world yesterday. Uh, so, been better. Um, really not looking forward to the John Deere Classic at all. Um, we'll talk about it, I think, as we, as we get a little bit further into the pod. But I'm just not interested this week. I'm, I'm going to play it like I always do, but... I think it's it's a it's a crapshoot. Not a lot of like, no one real important is playing, and the pricing is just ridiculous. Well, 
that it's the name of the game. This is what makes it DFS fun. I'm I'm I mean, anxious fun, to tackle this slate. I mean, Victor Hovland at 10K plus. Who doesn't want that? Me. This is fun. <laughs> it was fun when he was six thousand seven hundred four weeks uh, ago. Morikawa at ten seven. Six thousand seven hundred four weeks ago. <laughs> Neiman at ten two. Streelman at ten thousand. This is like the creme de la creme. This this is what yeah, I. Yeah, Streelman's out. Oh, that's true. Streelman is out. He dropped. Still, I like it. Sanjay. Sanjay has. He should be. I'm in on Sanjay. Okay. Anyways, we'll break that down. Everyone kind of already knows how I did. I kind of said I lost everything last week, but I can't say that I did. I should also mention that I played the Irish Open and I crushed it. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I ended up breaking even overall in golf, but for PGA, oh, brutal. MDF on my six and sixes, MDFs on my five yep. and sixes. You know, it was just like that killed me. And of course, I, I was way off on, on my guarantee. And I, uh, but Burgoon, even though I didn't get top 25, top 35 i'll take it so the, the rule is we can't agree on the guarantee because it was the first time we ever did and it didn't make it so there there's I, that. I wish i had more project like better projected ownership <laughs> like on wednesday night i looked at him he was like 12 percent. i go fuck a <laughs> little yep. bit of advice for you guys out there anytime a 6k guy is in that double digit ownership He's always a fade for me. It, it is always, I wouldn't say 100% fade, but that that's just a guy who's going to go way too over-owned, and it's easy to get leverage for a guy who, who is going to have a hard time finishing top 30, top 40. So um, not how you, not sure how you play that, Zach, but, that, you know, I'm always looking for leverage. If you listen to our pod every week, that that is who I am. I'm Mr. Leverage. Give me the leverage to the field to get top dollar. First or worst, Ricky Bobby, so. Yep, I'm. I scrape the barrel for six K guys that go on own. That'll shock the world, and I don't know why I stuck with Teeter last week, but I did, and, I, and it was not a good. Decision. We should tweet out our changes, but too bad, um, you know, not enough of the DFS community will be too keen on on those like small subtle mishaps that that we could possibly make in that six K range. But needless to say, last week we're gonna we're gonna wipe it from the mind. We're going to move yep. on to the John Deere classes. I, I'm, I'm anxious to get to the Open probably just as much as you are, probably just as much as anyone is. But we still yep. got to get to the John Deere, and I am still going to play my full slate. Yep. Um, balls to the wall, baby. Here we go. Let's do it. But first, but first we have to do our dumbass award. And this week's winner goes to Evan Crick. Evan was our winner and the proud new owner of Bulbic Golf Balls. He chose the color white, by the way. Wait, what? No. Yes, white. He cho- you, you can't choose white Bulbic Golf Balls. Why? They shouldn't even make them. Like, they're supposed to be a vivid color. Well, it's a vivid white. No. No, I veto. We're gonna we're gonna ban a listener's choice. He. It should, nah, fine. White it is, but I don't oh, like it. Oh, hell no. I got an idea. Challenge. Let's do a challenge to, to Evan here. Like, I, I hope he's listening this week. All right, Evan, here's the deal. And are you up for it, Zach? What is it? I'm in. I don't care what it is. Sign me up. All right, we're going to we're gonna have to we do doing? it for the open. We can't do it this week. Yeah, not, not this week. Yeah. I don't, Whatever I don't, we're doing. Because we're getting this out late. But, all right, Evan, here, yeah. uh, let me think. Of, all right, here's the deal. You guys go head-to-head. All right. Now, if you win, 
Zach, you get to pick the color. But now if Evan wins your head-to-head matchup, he gets his white golf balls and he'll get another box. That's fair. That's fair? Yeah, I'm in for that. All right, Evan, you need a contact cut line and, and, and we'll figure that out. So, but Send me the head-to-head. Heads up for rolls, well, we, yo. We need his DraftKings tag, so th- that's yeah, what we, we need. Do. So make sure you DM the cut line uh, or get to uh, Zach on Twitter, however you want to do it. It's up to you. Um, but I, I kind of agree with Zach. You, you don't pick white. You pansy. You pansy. Just playing, man. All right, and Zach won a brand-new golf towel and, of course, the plunger. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that'll be good. And uh, nice work, buddy. Now, remember, you can get involved in our golf giveaway. All you need to do is retweet the cut lines tweet about our episode covering the John Deere Classic. We're going to do a reprise this week, and the winner will get a box of Volvic golf balls and a brand new golf towel. And of course, you will get your plunger. Again, remember, retweet our initial tweet of the cut lines announcement of our podcast going live, and you'll be automatically entered and randomly drawn to win. So. Now, the cut line is here to bring you an in-depth DraftKings analysis of the John Deere Classic. And we'll do the best we can. Sushi. Saki. Mmm. Feeling good, and you like that sushi food. Sushi food. Now you can say. To give you an opportunity to cash on Sunday. Man, I had sushi for dinner tonight, and it was fantastic. You had, I had sushi for dinner tonight. I did. I had some dragon rolls and a couple other things, and it was absolutely fantastic. Oh, I love sushi. Remember, support your local so, sushi restaurants. If, that's right. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we're going to bring you tiny <laughs> wax greenside sand traps. And a putt that might drop in through the back door. And the goal of the cut line is to make sure that not only is your tournament lineup in the green, but so is your bankroll. We are here to give you the best plays to have you build your best lineups and hopefully win those GPP tournaments. So if you're not doing as well as you would hope, Cutline has all the answers you seek. And as always, a special thanks to PGA and Fantasy National for all the stats they provide for golf fans and PGA DFS enthusiasts. Fantasy National is helping draftees create unique lineups based on key stats and analysis. Trying to figure out why you're struggling week in and week out? More than likely, it's because you're not considering Fantasy National. You're ending up on the wrong end of the flagstick, so I ask you... How are your lineups doing? And this week, the PGA Tour tackles the John Deere Classic. You gonna do something or just stand there and bleed? Here we are in familiar territory with plenty of stats to evaluate and correlate towards successful lineups. Yet this field is as hard to figure out as astrophysics. We are looking at pricing of players that we will more than likely not see again this season, but it does not matter. Someone still has to win this tournament. A little food for thought for the past eight champions at TPC Deer Run 
many of them, eight of them in fact, like I mentioned before, have made it their first PGA Tour victory, including Kim in 2017, winner Bryson DeChambeau. And if you want to go back a little bit further, the count is nine first-timers in the past 19 tournaments. Zach, what are our golfers looking at this week? Yet another birdie fest. So three weeks in a row here, going to the TPC Deer Run. Par 71 course, about 70, a little over 7,200 yards, with a couple, about four par threes, three par fives. And as history shows, scores are going to get low this week. You'll need golfers making a ton of birdies again. So if you want a shot at winning the GPPs, you got to find those low-owned guys. And pricing makes it interesting this week because it's anyone's game. Uh, the three holes on the front nine have a birdie percentage of at least 20% over the last year which is unreal, including the 561-yard par-5 second hole, which has a 46% birdie average. So, yeah, you need scores here. Uh, historically, the cut line is between 2-under uh, and 4-under over the last 10 years, so expected to be there again. So if you don't have guys that can shoot that low in two days, then don't roster them. The field this week is absolutely dreadful. You have no one inside the top 50 playing. The crowning i see the highest ranking guy in the in the uh, world golf ranking is kyle stanley at number 55 and he is not even priced as the highest guy so there you go so it's anyone's game come sunday um so i don't even know if ownership's going to be an issue here because who the hell knows who's going to be in the top 10 uh come sunday we afternoon. Do. whether we, well, i hope we so. do weather weather is not going to be an issue so throw that out Thursday is turn. It went from looking like Thursday could be a little wind advantage on Thursday and Friday, but uh, as we've gotten a little bit closer since we're recording this a little bit late, it looks like Thursday is going to be pretty much across the board. Same people are going to have the same amount of wind. Uh, Friday is going to be the same all day. Saturday and Sunday look the same all day. So there's really no weather advantage unless something crazy happens between now and Thursday morning, which I don't think is going to happen. So what do you need? Key stats this week. For me, again, it's going to be more of the same with a little bit of changes from last week. Better your better gain. DraftKings points scored, strokes gained approach is going to be huge here. Uh, that is where most of the leaders come from over the past 10 years is guys who are good on approach. So make sure you're putting a heavy emphasis on that. Uh, and personally, I'm looking at good drives. I want guys that can drive far and accurate. Uh, fairways hit here are very high. Uh, strokes gained par four because there are a lot of them and they're scorable holes. So I want to make sure guys that are good on par fours are here. And then because these are almost drivable par fours, you're going to see a lot of shots hitting from the 125 to 150 range and even under that. So I'm putting a heavy weight on proximity 125 to 150. And then I'm also going to toss in strokes gain putting on bent grass in my mixed condition model over the last 100 rounds to kind of help figure out who is going to have that advantage when they get on the green. Because everyone's going to be on the green in regulation and everyone's going to be putting for birdie or eagle. So I need guys that can make sure they can make those once they're there. So that's what I'm looking at for key stats this week. How about you? Oh, scoring, 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 scoring. Give me birdies are better. Birdies are better gain. Uh, greens in regulation gain. Strokes gained in par threes, par fours, par fives. Birdies gained in par threes, par fours, par fives. Give me strokes gained proximity. Ball striking and approach, man. I, I am going all out on the scoring stats this week. That It, it is just a scorer's course. And, and you look at this field and – of course, I'm going to balance that approach again with my long-term look in my recent form. But I really, 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 and I'm not sure if I'm going to do it, want to weight my recent form a little bit more. Um, yeah. Just because of how weak the field is. But there really are some great scorers that are just playing like dog shit right now. So I, I am going to take a look at them as well. 
but um, it's a scorer's course, like you mentioned, and, and, and you got to play it that way this week. And the, the key is differentiating your lineups. And, and, and we joked before about ownership. Ownership is pivotal, I think, in this week. And if you can find that scorer who's going to be low-owned, take advantage of it. Of course, with the pricing, people are going to kind of be out of their mind on how they're going to do it. I, I feel like a lot of people are going to do top-heavy lineups with some 6K guys just fit in between because no one really knows a lot of these names. But... Well, you know, we'll kind of see how it unfolds as, as, as my ownership projections uh, kind of really square themselves out. So that takes us to our Birdie or Better segment, where Zach and I break down each tier of this week's DraftKings player pool. And we like to give our favorite plays as well as the golfers we intend to fade. So we're going to start in that top range. I'm just going to start that I love everyone in this range. Everyone, I think, is in play in this range. And I know you're going to disagree with me, but I, I don't disagree. I, I just have, it really, it kind of upsets me. Four weeks ago at the U.S. Open, you know, I dug into the 6K range and the two guys, well, two of the guys that I came out with was Hovland and Marikawa as amateurs making their debut. And they were both 6,700. Four weeks ago, they were 6,700. And I was like, they're going to come on tour strong. They're going to be a force to reckon with over the next year or two. Four weeks later, they're the two highest-priced guys on a DFS slate. What the what is the world coming to? This is this is ridiculous. I don't know that I can pay this. I, I just don't know I can pay these, the sample size on these guys on tour is incredibly small. That being said, there's no one in this field that could really do anything. So I don't know. I have no idea how to handle the top three. Not a clue. I, I'm. I think they're all I'm great. All players. in on Hovland, Morikawa. Wolf and in Neiman, I, I just am. You can't be though. You have to pick. You one. don't have to pick one with this. Maybe two. Dude, you're crazy. Play them all. How can you? Fi- How? Stars and scrubs, baby. Oh, there is not that many guys in the. I mean, uh, okay, I don't you know. don't have to be uh, as worried about it. Look at the field. That's exactly. Terrible. Why not take I flyers think, on guys that I are? I think you take a stand. You take a stand on one or what two. What are you guys. gonna do? Build a mid-tier lineup with Cam Champ, Danny Lee, and Sam Ryder, or something like that? I like those guys, by the way. But um, like, you're not gonna build that mid seven k range type of lineup. I mean, Burgoon no, went I, from six k last week to seventy eight hundred this week. It's a, that's a, a travesty. But it's the tail of the tape. We we know what we're looking at. Look. Victor Hovland, 13 rounds, right? We don't really have a lot of data on him in the last 24 rounds. He's got 13 rounds. 18th overall in the field in fairways gained. 18th in birdies. 24th in birdie or better gained. You know, I can keep going on and on. He, he's middle of the pack in strokes gained par three. I can absolutely live with that here. So, Victor Hovland's in play. You know, I've been... I, I, no, I'm sorry. I think all the guys are in play. I... I just there's no reason you can't play them. I think they're both they're all playing well in the limited sample size that we have. I guess my only question is how do you handle Wolf coming off a win? That's my only unknown. Why not play him? I mean, why not? I, th- I he, think statistically, I, I, I think he's the best play of those three. Well, absolutely, I agree. I, I I think people are stupid and they're like, oh, he can't win again because he just won. That that's 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 as dumb as the Deshambo doesn't care about winning if it's not a major. He absolutely does care about winning. He just doesn't do it fucker anyways um i i'm I'm not gonna buy into that narrative of oh he can't win again he absolutely can win again i love the fact no that dude that dude's i love that he's 10-5 because he's gonna be so low owned 
Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I, I just couldn't decide what I want to do with him. But like after watching his interviews, and he's like, "Why come on tour? Why even play if you you're not playing to win?" Like the dude wants to win, and he wants to win every time. I, I mean, they're all pros. They all want to win. Nah, I don't know. Unless you're about. Phil Mickelson. <laughs> I just think he's he's all these guys. All these young guys are hungry, but I don't know. I like Neiman the best. If we're gonna just like isolate the 10Ks, statistically, I like Neiman the best, and he he bent grass greens. He's really yeah, good. But so does every single tout in the That's industry, fine. and you're looking at like 22% ownership. Yeah, come on. I mean, you're gonna eat that chalk this week when when we already stated anyone can win. I think I might. By the way, I have the winner. He's in the 8K range. Oh Lord, Lord. Lord. Come on, dude. Oh, oh, Joel Dahman? Oh, we're not there yet. Stop giving away my secrets. Sorry, sorry. I, I mean, that's what I have, too. I mean, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> well, if you're on him, then I'm fucking off him because... Uh, everybody's on. I think no, everybody's not. It's Joel Dahman. The, the, the PJ put up an article on today about how he's, like, coming back from all sorts of, like, being depressed when he didn't make the PGA Tour, like, years ago. And then had, like, a front page article today on him. I was like, come on, man. Go back to Doc Redman. No, no. I hope I hope everyone was on Redmond last week. He was like twenty something percent owned. It was, no, no, no. Right, we're not there yet. No. We're gonna go. We're gonna, okay, so we love everyone no. in this upper ten k range. I think that's yeah. a great. I'm I'm actually upset that Strickland withdrew because I think he would have sucked up ownership, and I think he was the worst play on the ten. In the 10K. I still think he was viable, but I agree. He withdrew, and, and it kind of hurt. It, it it limited the value of that ten k range, and the diversification yeah. of it, but. Needless to say, like we're like the 10K range, I think they're all in play. Who yeah. you're going to choose, that's kind of up to you. I, I think they're all kind of even plays. Hovland and Morikawa are obviously the hotter golfers coming into this tournament. Um, Neiman, very popular. He's going to be chalked this week. Everyone's expecting that 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 quote unquote first win from him, just like they're riding this, um, you know, Matsuyama train. They're going to ride the Neiman train, and I'm cool with that. You know, he's he's got yep. plenty of st- stats to back it up, but. Um, people are going to look at fancy national seed uh, qualifying rounds and, and Neiman is the obvious chalky play and that's okay I, I, I'm not going to say I'm going to fade him I just don't know how much I'm going to own him or where he will be in my lineup build process at this point so um, let's move to that 9k range and I think this is where we can really really diversify um, are people going to buy Zach Johnson Yep. He's the course horse, man. He never misses a cut. I mean, he does, but not very often. And he wins, and he wins, and he wins, and he wins, and he wins. Can I tell you Can I tell you a secret? Right now, sure. I got him at less than 10%. There's no way. There is no way possible he's less than 10%. That's I got him right now. It will come up. He hasn't missed a cut since 2009 here. And he's won, what is it? Uh, one at once, second three times, third twice, fifth, sixteenth, and twenty-first, going all the way back to two thousand nine. Yes, he's in bad form. Got it. But you know, he's had some time to clear his head. It's a terrible field. On a course, he plays well on. I, no way, no way, he's less than ten percent now. You doubt me? Every time I spew out these stats, people are like, "What? How do you know that?" I just don't. I just do not think there is a way possible that he comes in. I mean, we're talking about. We're not talking about bad form. We're talking about really bad form. Oh, I mean, yeah, he is. He, yeah, he is. I get it. But if you're going to have a bounce back, here it is. This is it. This I is think people overweight the recent form more than 
most of us, like your average player, is going to see, oh, God, he's 58th, 35th, missed cut, 54th, missed cut. And they're going to look at the past history and they're like, no, thank you. We'll see. I mean, I hope so. If it, if it says that that's what it is on Wednesday night, Thursday morning, and yeah, I'm going to have a lot more Zach Johnson than I want. All right. Fair enough. Um, Zach Johnson, last 100 rounds, by the way, doesn't look too sharp. But still ranks, he just because based on the field, he's going to rank higher than than you know than you would think. But trying to pull him up right now, actually, twenty um, third in the model, okay, in the last hundred rounds, where where he really picks up some strokes is his second in strokes gain, par four, twenty first in birdie birdies, fourteenth uh, in birdie or better gain. But if you look at his last twenty four rounds, it's a different story. All right pulling that up now for Zach and waiting waiting while you wait he over his last hundred rounds on putting he's fourth in the field fourth overall I'm sorry in bent grass putting over his last hundred rounds stroking yeah just, I'm, but how, just putting that out there how high are we going to value putting I would say pretty high but on bent greens come on easy scoring why I'm, I'm not going to weigh it too high I'm not saying high, but I mean he—it's going to be a factor. The more—I mean, that, that's where the scoring is going to happen. I mean, you get the difference between an eagle and a birdie is going to be astronomical here. That's true. That's true. So, anyways, going looking at Zach Johnson. Um, yeah, my shit don't work. Oh, there we go. Uh, Zach Johnson, last 24 rounds, ranked 72nd in the field. 99th in birdies, 99th in birdie or better gained, 120th in opportunities gained. That's awful. So if you are going to play that turnaround, uh, you are looking at Zach Johnson to have a real huge turnaround. If you trust my ownership stats, you're you're going to play Zach Johnson, and you're going to be overweight on him, you know, at least at least yeah. 15 20%. Don't go crazy on him. I mean, you're in no, yeah, but, no. But I, I, I think he's in play. And especially with ownership looking the way it's panning out right now, so I agree. If it's under ten percent, I absolutely agree. Okay. Who else in this range do you like? I mean, you can't see, you can't say no to Sun JM. I mean, the dude just needs to get. If he had his approach game together last week, he would have been in competition. He just didn't have it all the way there, and it wasn't even that bad. It just wasn't. He wasn't gaining strokes like the rest of the field. He lost like point seven. Um, still finished fifteenth. I mean, the dude is unstoppable. He plays every week. The only way to stop him from playing the Open next week is to not win this. So, if we want to keep seeing the machine keep playing, he's got to win. So, I'm in on I'm in on Sanjay. I mean, I would love to see him at the Open. Exactly. The only reason he stopped playing the last time was because he didn't qualify for the U.S. Open. He's fifth in DK scoring. He's 21st in Breyer's better gain over his last 27 rounds on bent grass courses. Yeah. His only issue is proximity and his approach. But. In my private model, ranks number one. Number really? one. Um, that is killing it in my private model. Like, not even close. You don't want to know who my number one is. I do want to know who your number one is. You don't. You don't. don't. It's not, I have not selected his name because it is David Lingmurth. How does that happen for you? I, I don't know. Hovland, Neiman, and Morikawa are two, three, and four, so I don't know what's going All on. All right, well... <laughs> <laughs> Sunjay in the last 24 rounds though 30th in my fantasy national model 20th in birdies 
11th and birdies are better gained. Struggles on the par threes mightily, though. 99th in the field in the last 24 rounds. It's kind of done them in the last few tournaments, actually. Um, so you do kind of have to worry about any long par threes that are on the course. He does struggle with those long irons at times, and it's kind of been his um, Achilles heel, uh, if you want to describe it metaphorically. But another guy I like in this 9K range is Chucky Three Sticks. Charles Howell the third. All right, guess where he ranks in my private model. Uh, Number three. two, numero dos. Nah, I guess where I got him at ownership. Uh, seven percent. Close, seven point seven three percent. So, why? Why is he a great play in my opinion? He's been terrible the last. Re- like his recent form is just awful. Okay. Now, if you take away, like, the 3M Open and the Rocket Mortgage in the last 24 rounds, he was 52nd in the U.S. Open, but he was so bad at the Memorial in the U.S. Open that his stats are deceivingly bad in the last 24 rounds. Now, if people don't go into in-depth analysis of Charles Howell III, they're not going to see how well he is playing. Now, he is going to struggle with the putter. It's just something you kind of get in his recent form. But if we've seen in the past, that putter can get hot, and it can easily lead him to the top 25s as it did at the WGC Mexico and the API. And that was back-to-back 25s. Oh, he actually finished 6th at the Genesis and the 20th at the Farmers. So he was just on fire for a while there. But um, Chucky 3 Sticks is in play for me this weekend. I don't know how many people... I, just, I think people are just sick of playing the same guys at some point where they just deviate away from great plays. I think Charles Howell can win this tournament. Yeah, no, he definitely has a shot. He's been improving over the last three weeks and... I mean, people jumped on him last week at, at a little bit in the GPPs, and some people had him in the Rocket Mortgage. Uh, I like. I mean, I like it. I think his price is right, especially coming in this field. I mean, ninety five hundred. He's in a weird spot where I just don't know how you make. I just don't know how you roster some of these guys with if you want to play the ten k range. It's going to be interesting to see how that affects ownership. Yeah. All right. Who else are you like in this nine k range? Uh, not too many guys. I haven't really decided how I'm going to approach the lineup builds yet. If I, if I have to, besides Sanjay, you know, Zach Johnson, Charles Howell, I do have some interest in Daniel Berger at 9,300. Uh, just mainly because he's been doing better. Uh, he's his ball striking has been on point. Um, he was awful at the Travelers, but then bounced back last week after taking a couple weeks off and 15th again at the at the at the 3M. This game seemed like it was back the way it should be. He was good off the tee. He was good on approach. His putter was all right. Uh, you know, I have some interest there. I just don't know how much. It's really going to depend on ownership as like we get closer to Thursday. This is just a weird. It's a weird week for me. I I, I don't really feel comf- comfortable with all these guys priced within like a hundred of, of mm. everybody. There's like no real drop off. Yeah. A score I want to throw out there is Wyndham Clark at 9k um i think he's going to be lower owned he pops in my uh private model at 22nd um recent form wise obviously looks great with a um a uh finish at the uh i'm sorry a fifth place finish at the 3m open and 17th finish at the rocket mortgage classic and a 15th at the travelers so three straight tournaments with top 25 we're talking about winning here uh, i think wyndham clark can most definitely do that so and and obviously these guys are also playing for a chance to play this next week so um who doesn't want to qualify for that but 
Yeah. All right, on to the 8K range. Um, I'll kick it off with us, and I think it's a guy who a lot of people are going to own, but I'm okay with that, and that's Bud Cauley. You know, mm-hmm. he, he ranks 26th in the last 24 rounds overall in this field. Um, where he struggles is obviously fairways gained, but the rough is never terrible here. And as we saw one year, DeChambeau didn't dominate the fairways and still won a tournament. So that that's something that's promising. 34th last week at the 3M Open, 59th at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Last week gained strokes everywhere, including putting. So his game is on the up, up, upswing, per se. Now, he doesn't putt great on any particular surface, but he's not terrible on bent greens like he is on POA. So I like Collie this week, but I think a lot of people are going to like him. No, I like I like him a lot this week, and I, I've got him highlighted too. I mean, he's made four or five cuts here. He's got a 12th and an 8th in the last two years he played. Uh, he's arguably playing better golf now than he was back then, so I, I don't see any reason why he can't destroy this field. Uh, he's been struggling a little bit on Brady Better's gain. He's 46th overall in the last 36, but he still finds a way to be fourth in DK scoring. So, yeah, he's str- he's streaking. He's making good plays. Uh, yeah, I, I like Collie. I think 8,700 is low compared to some of the other guys in the field. All right. So we, we already kind of touched on Joel Dahman. Yeah. Um, I mean, 17th in my private model, right? Um, I, I, I tend to argue I always get Joel right when everyone gets him wrong and, and, and he like the one week you were touting Joel, 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 Joel. I was like, no, he's going to miss it this week. It's one of those Joel Dahman misses. This is not a Joel Dahman miss cut week. I'm telling you guys that right now. He's got a great chance to win in the last hundred rounds. He's one of the best players in the field. Top 20 without a doubt. And is just going to be an opportunity machine. Now, can he fulfill that potential? I'm not sure if he's going to do it to win, but I'm hoping he will, and I think he has a great chance to do so. Um, what, saying all those stats aside for Joel, at what percent ownership does he become a fade for you? Twenty percent. Twenty. I. I mean, he's not going to reach twenty yeah. percent. No, I think you'd be. I don't think anyone on this slate's going to get that high. There's no name on here that's going to draw 20% ownership. I think Neiman will get over 20. No way. He's already projected over 20. I still got him under. I don't know. I I don't even know if 20% would take me off, Dom. And I I really like him this year. I mean, he second, T second last year with your boy, Burgoon. So there's another reason to like him. Oh, Bronson. The thing is the price. I think it's right. I, I think 8400 is too about low. It's not whether it's right or wrong. It's just how attractive it is. At 8400 you're getting Joel Dahman. That 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 I think breeds increased ownership. No, I probably. But I mean, you can differentiate elsewhere. <coughs> That's true. Who else in this range you like? <laughs> uh, the AK, we're still on AK, right? Not many other people. I mean, I have I mean, my main interest is Collie and Dahman. I have some I had some interest in Ryan Palmer. He grades out well, but he just seems to have no luck here. He's missed four or five cuts, so I, I don't know if I can play him on this field with the guys not making the cut. And then I have some interest in Nick Watney a little bit at 8K. I think it's a little too low for this field. Um, but I don't think I'll roster him much, if at all. 
I mean, he just looked terrible. Yeah, he lost, he, terrible he lost the magic. Last week. I mean, I don't know what happened. He just was god-awful last week. Kyle Stanley. Last week, 21st of the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Gains strokes everywhere except around the green. You know, 36th of the Travelers before that. Made the cut at the U.S. Open. Any interest? Mm, no. I'm not going to ride the death train this week. I mean, he is the top-ranked golfer in the field, but eh, no thanks. No thanks for me. At all? No. 8,800? Nah. You're going to complain about... I'd rather, just, I'd rather just load up on Kali. My concern about Kali, uh, about Stanley is he doesn't score. Right. Is birdie or better on bent grass is 93rd over 36 You know, nine. and that's kind of the same argument one would have for Zach Johnson, but Zach Johnson's had such great success here. Um, but um, it's another reason, though, to fade Brian Harmon is they're just not scorers. You know, this is not their type of score yep. course where they're just going to be scoring like the rest of the guys. Someone like, say, Sanjay, you know, who is a scorer. I mean, right? there's, there's, there's no reason to get cute here with guys who just historically don't score yeah. well. Well, looking at... Unless they, have, unless they perform well here. Like, that's my only... Like Zach Johnson, as you mentioned, is like the exception. Like he figures, he finds a way to win. But Stanley here is his best showing in like the last six years has been in 2015 when he got 18th. So it's true. For 88 for 8800, nah, no thank you. Um, are you gonna take the bait on Duffner this week? Nope, I'm not. I'm not. It. I think I think honestly I think if any if anybody else in this in the 8k range that I would take a uh, a swing at it would be Martin Laird. Doesn't it feel like the honestly. Duff week though? People have been on him the last two and he just let everybody down. Yeah, yeah, it does. I I can see the appeal but I don't know. I think Laird is is overlooked. Fair enough. Fair enough. He's only missed one cut since April. He was, it, the only reason he didn't do better last week is he just his putter was terrible like terrible he lost almost five strokes on the field but he was dialed in 6.5 strokes gained approach if he's got that this week watch out watch out so what you're saying is rostrum i've just talked myself into making sure that i write this down wait who are we talking about again just kidding martin Martin there now (laughs) all right so anyone else in this 8k range nope i hate it hate is a strong word except it, for except for Laird is. you love Laird now I, I do actually I do love him and Collie and Collie like, and Dominic and Dominic there you go there's my three perfect alright let's uh, let's move down to the 7k range uh, my two favorite names are in this range and if you listen to this podcast you're not surprised that I am loving Tringale and Burgoon best names in golf uh, I'm gonna have pieces of them for sure my concern is if Tringale's popularity gets too high Right now, I got him a little over 16%. That's very high Oof. for a golfer who is very, very, very streaky. And I'm not sure I'm going to take the bait if that number keeps rising. But no. needless to say, you look at someone like Tringale in this field, 10th overall in the last 24 rounds. He's been on fire. 5th in birdies. 10th or birdies are better gained does not necessarily get the opportunities gained which which is concerning because if you're not converting those opportunities that you do get you're not going to be making cuts and that's kind of one of the things that we always have to deal with with Tringale and of course with Burgoon my monster last week 
Um, the guy's been playing really good golf lately. 60th at the Travelers, 35th at the Rocket Mortgage, 34th at the 3M. Um, if I had the stones, I would call him my monster again this week. Unfortunately, he's not in the 6K range, but he's got top 25 potential in this field. Um, who else do you like in this range? Uh, you know, I like the 7K range this week. And that's, uh, so let's go Sam Ryder for 7,500. I think is a solid play. He got second, he T-second last year with Burgoon and um, Domin. So there you go. He's coming off a 34th last week at the 3M. He grades, for me, he grades out number three over the last 36 rounds on bent grass courses with uh, second birdies are better. First in DK points, six in ball striking, and 11th in approach. He's just historically been a terrible bent grass green putter. He's ranks 111th over his last 100 rounds, so that's a huge risk. But again, he's shown the ability to overcome that, especially here. Uh, and the field was much tougher last year and years past. So 7,500 with a chance to top 10 and top five and even win this thing. Yeah, I like I like Ryder. No, I like Ryder too. And, and I, I looked at all those stats you kind of already mentioned. I'm just not sure where I'll be with Ryder. So, um, He's already 15% projected ownership, so that also is an issue. Yeah, he, he, I mean, he is going to be popular. So I think a sneaky play in this range, and, you know, it, it kind of goes against that call of, of getting scorers, would be Pat Perez. Yeah. Um, like, he's just been playing some decent golf recently and i hope he gets overlooked i obviously you look at his places you know 57th at the memorial 53rd to 3m open not something to write home about but he struggled off the tee and 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 that is kind of one of his catastrophic aspects of his game but if he pulls together his tee game we we could see something that he had at like the wells fargo where his approach game's on point his putter and his around the green game's on point um, and he could finish in eighth. So Pat Perez, I think, is in play for me, especially if we're going to get low ownership on a guy who I know can go top ten. So, Yeah, I like, I like Perez. I think that's a good call. Um, another guy who I think fits that mold of like low ownership, potential to do top 25, top 30 damage like in this field, would be someone like Ryan Armour. Um, Ryan Armour, probably less than 10% owned. Another guy who could top 25 here. Not someone I love necessarily, but it's just a name that I think is going to get overlooked, especially when you look at his long-term form. His long-term form, he ranks 22nd overall in this field. Second in fairways gained, which I think is pretty important. And again, it's what he's going to do with his limited opportunities. Is he going to cash in on those limited opportunities? Because he is 122nd in opportunities gained in the last 100 rounds in this field. So that that is concerning. But his best putting surface, Ben Greens. So someone I have interest in is Ryan Armour. What else you got in this range? Um, I have interest in Troy Merritt for 7,500. I think is another guy that kind of came out of the woodwork last week with, uh, I think he got ninth, seventh, seventh last week at the 3M, and that's because his putter was on fire. Uh, I think he can do it again this week and i don't think anyone's gonna own him yeah that's true um what about your boy gooch yeah no i'm off him this week and i thought i was gonna get sucked into it but i don't know what happened but he just does not perform well on bent courses i mean he's just he does grade well and birdies are better in dk points 34th and 45th but all the other stats i'm looking at with 
par four scoring, good drives, the proximity from 125 to 150, um, and ball striking on, on bent courses over the last 30, 34 rounds is all he has graded, is over 100 in each of those categories. So I don't know. And I think he's a little too high. I think 7,700 is too much, especially when you got, you know, Mackenzie Hughes at 79, you got Sam Ryder at 75, uh, Harold Varner the third, a little bit cheaper. Uh, I can't. I can't pay. I love Gooch, but I can't pay that much for him this week. All right. Anyone else in this 7K range that you like? I have interest in Fratelli mm-hmm. a little bit. And JT Poston, I think, is another pick that might go low owned. What about Danny Lee? Mm, nope. I did not. I do not have any Danny Lee. Johnny Vegas. I can see the appeal, but nope as well. I think his par four scoring is, is an issue, and his proximity is off. Recently, because in le- I mean I mean le- I mean last hundred rounds, he's one of the better golfers on this. Yes, absolutely. I just think recently it, he's been losing his strokes on approach. He's been missing cuts. I mean, his last good good finish was at the Wells Fargo back in early May, but after that. Three missed cuts on the thirty-first. I just don't think. I don't think he's got it. I don't want a guy coming into this week, for the most part, that's not like performing well. There's just not. There's no reason for me to try to take that stab. All right. So last guy I want to mention, but I want to ask you about him because normally we see him in that six K range. Hank Leviota. Ha! Ah, you know. Yeah, I do. I do like him this week. I think seventy one hundred is an, an interesting price to pay for him, but um, I do. I have some interest. He's fifth overall think, in my private model, by the way. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that's enough to really rule him out. I think he's he is overpriced, but seventy one hundred is not terrible. No, it doesn't need a bunch of salary. And and I don't even know what his projected ownership is, but it can't be high. No, I, I bet you. I'll I'll on, on my private one. I got him just a shade over thirteen currently. Let's see where he. I, I know I haven't even looked him up in my mixed condition model, but he ranks seventeenth overall in my mixed condition model. That's crazy. I uh, yeah. I, I, like I think it. the name though is going to draw players towards him. Yeah, you think? it's a name that we've talked a lot about recently. A lot of touts touts have. But you got Doc Redman at 72. Dude, that, that ship has sailed, man. Unless Gup's going <laughs> to sell him all over. Gup, Nobody. You know? he, he, oh, yeah. After last week's disaster. 20, how many people How many people watched him? I can't even find his ownership for last week. It was, it way, was way quiet on Twitter. It was like 20%, and he just awful. But, I mean, awful. everyone shit the bed last week. It was so quiet on Twitter. He even gained strokes putting, and he awful. Yeah. All right. Ugh. Anyone else in the 7K? Nope. K- range uh, that's not true i do have a little bit of interest in you know it's like one-offs i like johnson wagner sean stefani uh, vaughn taylor i do not have any vaughn taylor but i do have i don't know why i don't know why i have danny mccarthy highlighted i don't i don't think i think that's an error on my part because i don't have any interest oh i guess because he got 23rd last week but he just looks awful on approach the last three weeks, and I think he needs that here. So I, I'm going to make sure I delete that right now because I don't have any interest. Nope. Besides, Hero, I mean, Harold Varner the third. I think we mentioned briefly. I think he's he looks good. 
Um, that's it for me. What about you? No, I think we, I think we covered it all. I like it. <laughs> Martin Pillar. He is a monster. He is a monster. Miscut. Miscut. Martin Pillar. I guarantee he will make the cut. Martin Pillar. Miscut. Miscut. I guarantee he will make the cut. Martin Pillar. <laughs> a monster. I guarantee he will make the cut. So this brings us to our MG Monsters in Guarantee, the Martin Pillar effect, where Zach and I will break down our monster, a sub 7K golfer that we expect to finish in the top 25, and our guarantee, our sub 7K player that we expect to make the cut. Um, this is your show, Zach. Monsters in Guarantee, the Martin Pillar effect is always your baby. Give us the monster. Well, Martin Pillar is in the field this week, but I have no no interest. I don't know if I ever will again. Um, so hopefully we disagree this week because we don't do well in this segment if we do agree. So I'm going right back to the well on Garrigus at 6,300. Uh, he's 100 bucks less than he was last week. Uh, and he did make the cut. And if it wasn't for the stupid MDF, he probably would have played well on Sunday. But ultimately, he did not make it through. On Saturday, so he did not do T25 better. But I can see him keeping it going this week. He's still shooting good rounds. He just, got, he just needs four consistent rounds. And this is a weak, weak, weak-ass field. So, yeah, Garrigus has easily has T25 potential or better. Uh, and if you're going to roster 10K, got 10K-plus guys, you're going to have to have guys in the 6K. Uh, I like Garrigus's upside. I like his ability to make the cut. Uh Hopefully he smokes up a little bit before the game for a couple rounds, calms himself down on Saturday, and we'll see him up on, up on the top of the leaderboard. My monster, and this is a freaking gamble, is Matt Every. Oh, boom or bust. Exactly. The ultimate. The exactly. ultimate boom or bust. Now, you, you look at his reason for him. He's 55th overall in the last 20, 24 rounds in the field. Nothing, nothing pops, okay? Um, you look at in the last 100 rounds, kind of the same thing. He's middle of the pack. Um, you know, you're hoping he hits those fairways, but the fact is, man, 10th overall in par 3 scoring. We're looking for maybe some opportunities, and, and, and he's just an average golfer. But what really drew me to him, and again, this was a hunch, this is just it's a very vague analysis, that in this tournament specifically, he's in the top 25. In strokes gained tee to green but in his tournament history here at this he's never made the cut and he's had a withdraw so yep. i like matt every as a huge risky flyer to be my monster top 25 um just based on the fact that that statistically strokes gained tee to green he's played well here it just the ball hasn't dropped his way so that, that that's my monster it's high risk if you don't want to play him, I don't blame you. Um, but Matt Every, sticking to it. Who? That's crazy, man. He's sixty nine hundred too. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. Wild. Uh, I like it. Wild. I like it. You gotta have. You got. You know, fortune favors the bold, right? It's true. All right, who's your guarantee? It's true. Uh, 
so before I go to my guarantee, I also I forgot to mention that Garrigus' history here is actually pretty good. Um, he's made the cut three of five times. One time was a DQ, and then he was only cut in 2014. And of those three finishes, he was T30, T22, and T24. So yeah, he can he can play here. But anyway, needless to say, onto my onto my guarantee. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I've been pretty successful here. I'm gonna stay away from the other picks that I thought I was gonna have. I'm gonna go with Boo Weekly at 6200. Uh, three or four cuts here. Nothing phenomenal. He's not a huge scorer. Um, not really long scorer either, but the field's terrible. He's shown the ability to make the cut. If you're looking for a guy who's going to squeak through and just get you those extra points for the weekend, um, I like weekly to make the cut here. He's got a 60th, a 47th, and a 69th in his last three appearances here from 15 to 17. Um, so, you know, I like I like him. I like weekly. Sure. He's my, gar- he's my guarantee. He is your guarantee. How about you? I'm going to go with Sebastian Munoz. Oh, I like him. I do. You know, recent form, not great. 72nd at the 3M Open. Missed the cut at the Rocket Mortgage. Missed the cut at the Travelers. But before that, yeah, 11th at the RBC. 10th at the Byron Nelson. 38th at the Wells Fargo. So he kind of goes in streaky streaky modes. And and I think he's he, he's bound to get back on to, to the good side of his game. Especially on bent greens. It just doesn't correlate. He usually does so much better on bent greens than he's shown recently so he's someone who i think is going to really turn around here tournament history not great only one appearance missed the cut in 2017 that's fine but he barely barely lost two strokes strokes uh, on strokes gained t to green so sebastian munoz is going to be my guarantee to make my cut now other guys that i like in this 6k range warensky lahiri mullinax and strab um, I think these guys are all solid plays. If you're obviously if you're doing the MME entries where you got to fill in your 6K flyers and whatnot, stars and scrubs lineup. So anyone else in the 6K range that you like? Um, yeah, I like Mullinax as you mentioned. Again, I have to throw out that I in my overall mixed condition model that David Lingmurth ranks out number one. I don't know how that happens, but over his last 36 rounds, just on bent grass greens, he's first in birdie or better, second in proximity. 16th in DK points. He's just been god-awful. Um, but I'm going to have to just, out of statistical reasons, at least roster him in one lineup. So I like Lingworth as, as a one-off. There's also um, second PGA day, second PGA appearance, Ho Sung Choi is making his appearance here. He's min-price at 6K. Um, I think he did an interview the other day where he was excited because he's never driven a John Deere tractor. So maybe he gets a chance Good to be for him. Good for him. And then, uh, you know, Dylan Meyer got out of the field really late, and he's 6K, and he's had some moderate success on bent grass greens. Not a score by any means, but might sneak through the cut at, at the absolute minimum. Uh, same with Chris Couch, was just added to the field for qualifying on Monday. He also a little bit better scorer than Meyer, but also 6K. Um, I might sprinkle them in in one or two lineups, but besides that, besides the guys you mentioned, I, I don't really like the 6Ks again this week. I think next week will be amazing, and I think uh, if you've just started the DFS train and you've been playing for four or five weeks now, get ready for um, the exact opposite next week when we will not see twenty under. I'm so excited! So excited for real, real. I can't wait! I cannot wait! I am so upset! I had like seven um, U.S. Open or not U.S. Open, seven Open Millie tickets locked up, and then Garrigus MDF. Just totally screwed me on Sunday. Yeah, that that's the name of the game, right? But so excited for uh, for real golf and 
Yeah, this is. A, I, I, I can't. I can't imagine the PGA Tour keeps these this string of events in a row. Like this is crazy. Three weeks of just absolute domination. Yeah, it's fun. It is, but. And then we end up with guys that are almost 11k that have played on the PGA Tour for four events. <laughs> oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Oh, I think I love him. Well, that'll wrap up the cut line in our analysis of the John Deere Classic. Join us next week as we break down the Open Championship at Royal Portrush Golf Club. Mr. Bond. James Bond. You know, just, just food for thought. How many STDs does James Bond have? Like, like, well, that's why I have to keep changing my mind. I guess. <laughs> Anyhow, again, thanks to Fantasy National and PGA. I'd also like to thank Zach for his contributions to yet another great show. You can find Zach on Twitter at EaglesFan83. I'm Mike Cavalunas. You can find me on Twitter at Lunas. And, of course, you can find the cut line at TCutLine. And the Open Championship is a week and away. Week away. Week Thank away. God. And until then, make sure you crush this week. Win some GPPs. See you next time. Later.